Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Revival Cry. This is your host, Eric Miller. So glad that you are with us today. I have some very special guests with me today. As you can see, this is Nash and Sarah. Why don't you guys say hi to everybody? Hi. So they live here in Davao City, the Philippines, where we are missionaries. And we're going to talk about how they came to the Lord, how God is using them. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening on Mango Radio today, that you can always go back and listen to these messages, these interviews again on our YouTube channel or on our podcast. They're both called Revival Cry with Eric Miller. You can also go to our website at www.revivalcry.org. Praise God. So, how was it that we met? Do you guys remember when we met? I think you met him first. Yep, uh, I met uh, you, sir, uh, in... I think I was in student that time but a it was at the church yeah the church. Maranatha Church the Maranatha okay church. and then and then yeah that start of like hearing you preaching repentance and yeah most of the preaching is about repentance so a lot of a lot of preaching and stuff preaching. you heard <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yep I connected and then I heard about fire school of ministry gotcha and then uh, and, so, and so we met at the church, and then did we also meet at the church? Um, I don't know if we officially met, but yeah, I was at the church and heard you preaching as well. Okay. And then I started coming to the fire school just for the Tuesday chapel meetings, and that's when we more met. Okay, okay, that's right. Because you were working here at the Mercy Maternity Clinic. Yes. Why don't you tell people what that's about? Yeah, so Mercy Maternity is a clinic here in Davao that's a lying-in clinic for for giving birth and I came here originally to train and do my internship there when I was training to be a midwife. Wow and so you were here for how long? At, at Two and first? a half years for okay. the school. Wow that's awesome to become a midwife mm-hmm. and how many babies do you think you delivered during that time? I caught 56 I think. During, wow for two time. and a half years? That, that I caught. I was at a lot more deliveries, but the ones that I was the, the midwife for. Amazing. And so, were you a believer before you came to DeVal? Yes. Did you grow up in church? Yeah, my, my father was a pastor. Okay. Um, so, I've grown up knowing, knowing it all for, <laughs> for, for pretty much my whole life. The way I like to describe it is, like, you have a relationship with your parents when you're a child, but then as you get older, the relationship can move from being just like an authority figure to being like a friend or someone that yeah. you're, you go to when you want to spend time instead of it just being like the right. person you need. 
And so that's kind of how I describe the relationship with God, too, is first he was just there, and then you kind of get to grow closer, and it's more meaningful as you get older. That's Um, really good. And that's exactly like what Jesus said to his disciples. Uh, I no longer call you servants. Mm -hmm. I call you friends. Mm -hmm. And there's a relationship. Sure, we should always need God, Mm -hmm. and that's the beginning stages of our relationship with him we realize he's god and we're not Mm -hmm. and then he starts to reveal his love to us and Mm -hmm. and why he gave his life and 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 that he wants to know us Mm -hmm. not just know about us Mm -hmm. and so that's wonderful so you grew up in church Mm -hmm. in the states what state was it um oregon and then we moved to massachusetts Wow, so you went from West Coast to yeah. East Coast. Wow, what a change. And culturally, you know, people look at the U.S. as one country, mm-hmm. but there's 50 states. Yeah. And if you go from East Coast to West Coast, there's so many different cultures mm-hmm. that is in the U.S. Like here in the Philippines, you, you'll you have the North-South culture, mm-hmm. you have tribal cultures, but... In the States, it's so widespread and people coming from all different parts of the world. So when you grow up and you see things like that, what was it like for you? You're coming to know the Lord and you're growing and maturing in Him. How did you receive a, like a missions call? Well, that's a very, <laughs> it's a very interesting question. Growing up as a pastor's daughter, all of our sisters talked together and we said, none of us are going to marry pastors. It's too stressful. Wow. <laughs> so we all made that decision together, which obviously did not work out so well. <laughs> but I had a desire just to serve. I wanted to be in the medical field somewhere. And then um, midwifery came to mind. And then the best school to not go to something super liberal or um, super hippie, which are pretty much the two options for right. midwifery. Um, there was this wonderful school in Davao. So I actually just came here for school, and then it's been a slow call of the Lord calling me to missions long-term. Wow. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, but just listening on Mango Radio or the podcast, I just want you to know that Sarah is white from America, (laughs) and Nash is Filipino from (laughs) Davao City. So, yeah. So, wow, that's incredible how the Lord was working out what his plans for your life and giving you this heart. And were you intending on coming to the Philippines and getting married? No. (laughs) Not at all? Not at all. I was not interested in any relationship, certainly not with someone from another culture, another (laughs) country. (laughs) My plan was to go back to the States and work there. Wow. So here you are, you're delivering all these babies, you're (laughs) learning Filipino culture, and... Then you meet this guy. Yeah. Nash, tell us a little bit. How did you grow up? What was it like before you came to know Jesus? Uh, yeah, that's an amazing question. Uh, it's been a lot of things happened to me, and the highlight is I don't have a a strong family background because I have a father, I have a family, but. Normally, I don't feel the belong belonging, uh-huh. something like, mm-hmm. and the love. So I grew up much more on my brother's side, older oldest brother's side, and then she involved on drugs, and then wow. I when I was eleven years old, I got involved too, and yeah, I involved on drug, like drug running. 
drug running. Drug so running. you were working for the drug dealers. Yeah, I work on drug dealers, and yeah. then as young age, eleven years old. I don't know what I'm doing, but well, because I need food, I want to eat. I, I have to do this. So, so your family was very poor. What 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 was it like as far as your income as a family? My family is not that um, poor, but. What happened is my mother is a teacher, and then my father works on the government before, and okay. then something changed in the government. My my dad's not working anymore, wow. and then my my s siblings is not doing well. They they went to they they went to prison many times and to prison. Yeah, prison, and then. My mother doesn't have a lot of money, so he owes money from people, and then that's she's in debt. Yeah, okay. In debt, so that's so that's that's where the struggle is, and so you're trying to help your family by doing drug running. You may not even realize as a kid yeah. what you're doing, but you know it's bringing in money, mm -hmm. and then eventually, what happens? So yeah, as I mature, like I I got worse. And Bolbon gangs and my 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 point is to uh, that's why I, d I try to join gangs to be a better gang leader than than my brother, my oldest brother. Okay. Like to be a drug dealer and eventually I was thinking to kill him because he's the wow. one who does a lot of the problem. But yeah, one time I got I got go like join with the gang and this situation comes up and then I got in prison. How and old were you in prison? Uh, you were 16 or 17. Yeah, somewhere like that. Okay. Because it's so dark, I don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but the thing is, what happened, I met the Lord in prison. I felt the presence of God at the first time no one is sharing the gospel, no one telling me about God, and then it feels like a revival <laughs> come wow. inside the prison cell, and I don't know, I start crying. I don't understand what I feel like. The thing is, I, I felt something that's incredible that I will not forget, and the first time I felt it, like, it must be the Lord, so I, I start asking something questioning God why why am I here what 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 happened to me wow. and then so it, w it was while you're in jail yeah. that you are sensing the voice of God the presence of God drawing you to himself and you're feeling conviction for yeah. sin but nobody's sharing the no, gospel no one with is sharing you. to me that's amazing it, what were some of the things the Lord was convicting you of it's, it's something about my question because I asked God a question like God why why my life is like this I, I don't I don't like my life now like yeah and then I, I hear the audible voice like I didn't choose that you choose that wow and like and it's like blows my mind because like yeah I I did it made sense <laughs> yeah it makes sense like yeah and then and then I the Lord start showing me my sin yeah like this is who you are wow like it's like a it's like a screen tv that's like in my eye i can see everything and then that what strikes me the lord told me like 
all of this, what you've done, I can forgive you. Wow. Now, did you know it was Jesus? Did you feel like whoever this God was, that it was most likely Jesus? Yeah, it's more like Jesus. I mean, here in the Philippines, it's 80% Catholic, you know, so a lot of people are familiar with the gospel, but not necessarily have repented from sin and been born again. And so you're having this encounter where God is himself drawing you to him and you're feeling conviction for your sin. So you you surrender your life to Jesus and that was still in jail? Yep. And so you get saved in jail, which I love that. And then what happens? What 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 do you notice is some of the change that is taking place? Something changed, like everything. Like it feels like I have a new heart, like a new heart, a new mind, and like new perspective. Like there's a hunger in my heart to know God. Yeah. It's like like who is this? Who is this person? Like I haven't feel felt this one. Wow. So I'm like eagerly seeking the answer like wow. I want to know I want to know this person like like where can I where can so I so you felt like you got born again without understanding all the theology yeah 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 <laughs> see I love that because I heard someone say one time that Jesus Christ is perfect theology mm. and you know the written word is extremely important but there are times in history and around the world, different cultures, languages, mm-hmm. in the mountains, and very far, uh, you know, tribal regions where I believe God reveals himself in dreams and visions mm-hmm. like you. He's drawing you with conviction. And w- would you say that you would have called yourself Catholic before that? Um, yep. But and not so much a practicing? Yeah, not the practicing. Got you. Yeah. But yet, now you're repenting, you're getting right with God, and you're feeling a change take place, and you're just sensing, I want, I'm hungry. Yep. I'm thirsty. I yeah, want to know uh, yeah, God more. It's, it's kind of like, it's satisfying. I, like, it's like, you taste in it, and then... After all, like, like I want, I want that more. Like, well, like, it's a like eager hunger. Like, I don't want to leave that place. Wow. Like, I want, I want more of that. Like, yeah, I want to stay in that area. That's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, taste and see that the Lord is good. And then, like, it's <laughs> crazy. I, I, it's like a rain. It's like a waterfalls on you inside in the prison cell like and it's refreshing yeah like and you never you can't ever go back again <laughs> yeah like it's so after you got right with god how long was it before you came to maranatha church um it was a perfect timing because my oldest brother who is a gang a drug dealer got prison and transferred to rehab okay on the same day too Wow. And then he heard the news that I got in prison. Okay. And then in rehab, at the floor, Lichon, yeah. uh, my leader, works in the rehab before. Wow. And then he connect my brother. My brother connect to her and then minister to 
my brother. And then, when I, the next day, not next day, oh my God, present, like, mm -hmm. I've been in rehab too mm -hmm. for one month. And then, my brother got out first in prison, and then me after all. Wow. After. And then, my brothers told me to go to church together. So you end up going to church together with your brother? Yeah. Okay, so you walk into Maranatha, and what's it like for you? It was really amazing because I never had experience like playing a drums, uh -huh. like like electric guitar, and it's loud. Like <laughs> I thought it's not a church. I thought it's like a bar or like something. Because we're, they were worshiping the worshiping, Lord. Worshiping, like mm -hmm. upbeat music. So okay. I had this... See, like my dress, like yeah. long dress, and my hair is color yellow. Uh -huh. And then it was so amazing. So I, what I did is like I step on the, you know the the cement floor. Or were you on the no, chair? The chair, the uh -huh. chair, and then I took my other shirt, and then I did this like, <laughs> and then everyone's you're looking swinging at me. You're swinging it around yeah, so people yeah, could. You could. You're just joining in. Yeah, I'm just joining because I so love it. So what? What was really funny is I didn't know Nash yet, but what I did know is that one time at the front, our church used to meet in a movie theater. And at the front of the theater, between the chairs and the screen, there was a large cement area where we would use as for altar calls and things like that. And I remember people would come to the front as we're worshiping the Lord. And one day I kept feeling a breeze to my left side. And I'm thinking, there's no fan. You know, what is that? And I look down and it's Nash. He's breakdancing on the floor during worship, doing a windmill, you know. And I loved it. I looked and I said, Oh, that's awesome. I love to see people being free and, and just worshiping the Lord. And and you were just, I remember sometimes, I remember you getting on the stage once and just stage diving and just jumping into the crowd. And I'm thinking, you know, some people in church, they would go, oh, you can't do that in church yeah, and I things like that. that but you know what? The fact is, when you get free from sin, my friend, and nobody else could have set you free from the drugs, from the prison, from the pain, from the suffering, all these trials that you've been through, and you're free. Man, worship. You, you wonder why people lift their hands. You wonder why people dance. You wonder why people swing their shirt. You know why? Because they're rejoicing in the Lord. Paul said rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. And again, I say rejoice. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and so after this, you're, you're faithfully coming to church. You're being discipled by Ati Flor. Yeah. And you're you're coming to prayer meetings and just really hungry serving the Lord. You guys still haven't met yet, right? Yeah. And so you met at Fire School. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we start Fire School Ministry, and you come as a student. Why did you want to come to Fire School? Uh, I want uh, actually I was a student at that time on the University of Mindanao. Okay. And my family expected me to graduate. And then I I kept coming fire, to fire school building to help because uh, I was a... We were renovating the building, painting and all that stuff. Yeah, like there's a new first batch of the school. Right. And then you're asking help. So I kept like 
looking what's inside like I, I hear everyone is like praying in tongues like, <laughs> worshiping the Lord and I want to join but I'm not the student uh, so I was the student on the college that time so wow. it's my struggle because the Lord calls me to fire school sure. and then it's the struggle of like how can I give up this university because, yeah because my family expected me to graduate and to be the breadwinner. Yeah, like yeah. to help them. And that has always been your heart. Yeah. <laughs> to help your family. And now yeah. you want to do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. And now the Holy Spirit's calling you to come to fire school. Yeah. So why do you feel like he called you to come to fire school? Um, Was it to get training for something? Or? Yeah, training. And then I want to like serve the Lord too. Like if I served the devil before, I want to serve the Lord. Come with, on. With, with everything I can do. So I wow. like. And then I, I pray, like, Lord, please, if you call me to fire school, just, just tell me. So, and then there's a burden, and, and like, it's, it's not going out. It's just still there. Like, I want to A go burden for what? To go to fire school of ministry, like, to learn, to be trained. Right, and then I, I know you guys well enough to know that you, uh, you know, Nathan, Albert, Roth, different ones, have Melgen have always had such a burden for souls. Yeah. And you want to get out there with the people because you know what it's like mm -hmm. to be in there and to be separate, to be depressed and all those things. And now you want to win souls. And so start the burden that I saw coming upon you guys was a heart for evangelism, for wanting to make disciples. And I don't really think you cared if you were a pastor, an evangelist, or whatever it was, you just wanted to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. You wanted to serve the Lord. And so you end up meeting this young lady at the school, mm -hmm. and you guys kindle a flame. <laughs> <laughs> and now how long have you guys been married? Uh, for two years now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Two years. Two years and you have a little baby. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca and... What else? There's another one on the way. There's another one on the way. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I love it. I love your story because here you are growing up in America mm -hmm. and don't have probably any clue the way that he grew up mm -hmm. and vice versa. You have no idea. And yet the Lord has a plan mm -hmm. to bring you guys together. And their little baby is so beautiful is so cute she's so tiny and uh but she smiles all the time just melts your heart and you see these guys we're watching casey and i are watching you guys grow in the lord and the lord is blessing you and it's it's encouraging because while we were away and couldn't come back to the philippines because of the pandemic we were watching from a distance we were keeping in touch and hearing testimonies and watching you guys faithfully plow the the unplowed ground and and serve the Lord in a place called Inawayan. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing there? Um, we are pastoring a small church and our goal is to raise up leaders in the community so that they can stand their own wow. and help disciples and father the fatherless. That's awesome. Amazing. See, that, that to me is so encouraging as a missionary because we can plant seeds, we can water seeds, but it's only God who makes things grow. Mm -hmm. 
he gets all the glory. I didn't know you in prison. Ati Floor was really the one planning yeah. and watering. And then we have a par, Pastor Arm, different people that I don't even know uh, on the side of the Mercy Maternity, the <laughs> Sylvies, yeah. I'm sure were such a, a great impact. And yet to see you guys going after God and being faithful to the Lord. And if you're from Davao and you're in the area of Inawayan, they have an awesome church there. And I would encourage you to check it out. As well, you're also involved with Burn, which is a youth outreach to teenagers, and that is growing. What are some testimonies that you have seen or heard in some of these young people, the people that you're ministering to in the church that stand out? The the things that I really like what the Lord done is, like the father, the fatherless. Hmm. Uh, I want to share like there's three guys staying in our house. Right. They are f- like fatherless. Right. And then and how old are they? They are seventeen, teenagers, uh, eighteen mm-hmm. to twenty. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So the testimony is. It's really hard to say if it's testimony. It's still ongoing testimony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we we like pouring our our lives mm-hmm. to these guys. Wow. Because as my experience, I have I have a father, but it's absent yeah. pro- father. So it's they have a father too, like but they don't have communication. And sure. For me, like God calls me to father them. It's like something. It's you know, th- there's a scripture that I'm thinking of in Psalm 68. It says, God sets the lonely into a family. Mm-hmm. And this is the value of, of godly marriages and families, is that when we put the Lord first and we are fruitful in our relationship with each other, it grows. Mm-hmm. And then as you're pastoring, ministering, you feel that spiritual mentoring that some people call it spiritual fathering or mothering, you know, come on you. We never replace the parent, mm-hmm. but what we want is to kind of help them cultivate their intimacy with God, their mm-hmm. relationship with the Lord, come into their identity and purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's no better place that I know of than in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, Bible schools are great. Churches are great. But when God is moving in the home, mm-hmm. And we open ourselves and be hospitable, you know, loving the ones that nobody else loves, taking in the broken ones. I I just look at that and I know the Lord is really using you guys. And these these young men, their lives will be changed for sure. I I could say to to make it simple, um, our church is focused on the family. Mm. That's why we, we repeat it like. We are not just a fa- a church, but we are a family. That's right. So we're focusing on other family too. That's good. Like, like relationship with other mm-hmm. families to yeah. feel them like this is a family, mm-hmm. not awesome. a religion, not a church. It's a not traditional yeah. word for religion. That's the way it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. showing them this is the testimony. I Let me ask you guys a quick question. We just have a minute left, but what's it like being married to somebody from a different culture? <laughs> That's probably a loaded question. <laughs> it's a very 
Not the minute question, but <laughs> I think one of the biggest challenges has been just communicating, but it has taught us so much patience and really just clarifying mm. things and being able to, to take time to really listen to what we're trying to say, even if the words aren't right or if we're not wow. understanding the words, but taking time to really hear the heart yeah. of so each good. other. Let me ask you this. In regards to being married to someone from a different culture, country, language, background, could you imagine doing it without Jesus? No. No. We would already be done if we didn't have Jesus. (laughs) Wow. So it's our denying of self Mm. before the Lord that teaches us to be patient and loving and kind Mm -hmm. and gentle to each other, to value one another above ourselves. Mm. That's really wonderful, guys. We're so proud of y'all. Let me ask you this. We just got a short time. How can people contact you if they'd like to pray for you? Maybe they want to come visit your church. Mm. Maybe they even want to support what you guys are doing. You're planning a church in, in Hawaiian. You're doing lots of evangelism. Mm. So how can people contact you guys? Well, we're both on Facebook, so you can message us on Facebook. I'm at Sarah Pates, which is P-A-T-E-S, yeah. um, and he's at Nash Balmori Pates. Um, or there'll be a website in the description. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a website there uh, of how you can give and support what they do on our podcast and YouTube channel. But thank you guys for being with us yeah, today. I know it went by it. really quick. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're so proud of you all. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening today. We'll be with you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.